Welcome to episode 4 of KC's Lenten podcast, Into the Wilderness. If you are joining us for the first time or simply need a refresher on what this podcast is all about, I'd encourage you to check out the first episode of this series titled Into the Wilderness, Lenten podcast intro, and then join us back here after you're done. Let's begin. Please pray along with me. God of call, God of transformation, God of the Lenten journey, help us to discern your still, small voice. Open us to change and growth as we seek to walk with Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 4, 1-4 Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. As we saw in episode 3, Jesus would not be dissuaded by the enemy's tempting suggestion to turn stones into bread. Instead, he responds by quoting Deuteronomy 8, Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Remember that in Deuteronomy 8, the people of Israel have been freed from slavery in Egypt, and they are now wandering in the desert, waiting to be led into the land God has promised them, the place where they would serve as a blessing to the whole world. As they wander, they grow hungry, and God, in grace, provides them what Scripture refers to as manna, or bread from heaven. Now this manna was about so much more than bread. It was deeply symbolic, signifying to the Israelites that yes, they had a God who cared about fulfilling their physical hunger, but even more, they had a God who was committed to fulfilling their spiritual hunger. The Israelites had a hunger only he could satisfy, and the manna signaled to them that if they put their trust in him, he had every intention of doing so. Now the provision of manna in the desert became deeply significant to the Jewish people for centuries after. It became interwoven into their worldview. And rabbinic writings and ancient Jewish commentaries and the New Testament show that first century Jews believed that a Messiah was coming who would bring the miraculous manna from heaven with him again as a symbol that a new era was being ushered in. A symbol that this Messiah was the promised one who would come to defeat their enemies and restore them back to their original purposes as a blessing to the nations. So in John 6, Jesus has begun his ministry. He's healing the sick. He's doing miracles. He's speaking with authority. And the people begin speculating that maybe, just maybe, he's the promised Messiah. But the kicker for them was that he seems to have forgotten the bread from heaven. He forgot to bring the manna with him. And Jesus responds by saying, no. You don't get it. I am not bringing bread to signify your restoration. I am the bread who is your restoration. I am the bread of life. Jesus is saying he is the real manna, the bread of God who satisfies the true hunger of the soul. He says in John 6 verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. 
See, it's Jesus' flesh, his life, given on the cross that defeats sin and darkness. And in doing so, he grants all those who put their trust in him the joy of feasting on him daily by faith, satisfied by the peace of his presence and nourished through his living and active word in their lives. Now, I don't need to tell you that we are all creatures of desire. We feel it constantly, whether it's the first cup of coffee in the morning, a good golf game, a passionate kiss, career advancement, or simply to love and be loved in return. As Christians, we can often respond to that desire in one of two ways. We can either try to repress our desires, stuffing them further and further down, or we can seek to fulfill them outside of our faith, believing that they don't have expression in God's kingdom. But the thing is, is that Christianity says that God has made you a person of desire, a person of passion and longing. He has hardwired desire and longing within you. But the world, although filled with wonderful gifts to be enjoyed, is not designed to fulfill the kind of longing that we have. The kind of longing we have is meant to be fulfilled by the bread of life, living water. It's meant to be fulfilled by Jesus alone. So yes, Lent is a season of repentance, but it is also a season of renewal. And last episode, we spent time repenting of the things that we've hungered after apart from God. And today we ask the Holy Spirit to come and renew us and stir fresh hunger in our souls for Him. And the amazing thing is is that we see all throughout Scripture and all throughout church history that God comes where He's wanted. See, to have a hunger for God cultivated in our own souls is a gift from God, and he does not mean to disappoint. So it's like St. John of the Cross says, if you are seeking after God, you may be sure of this. God is seeking you much more. He is the lover, and you are his beloved, and he has promised himself to you. John 6, verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I will now lead you through a period of contemplation, pausing often for your own personal time with the Lord. During this time, pay attention to any words, thoughts, or images the Holy Spirit reveals to you in this time. Lord, cast vision in my heart for what it means for me to be satisfied by you alone. Lord, in this season, how are you calling me to cultivate hunger for you, seeking to be filled with you, Jesus, the bread of life? We will now take this time to pray, asking that the Holy Spirit will renew a deep hunger in our souls and that in turn we would be fully satisfied by Him. You can pray your own personal prayer or I will lead you through a prayer in a moment.
Lord Jesus, thank you that you came as the true manna, the bread of God who satisfies the true hunger of our souls. We've renounced the ways we are seeking fulfillment in the world, and in its place, we ask that you would cultivate a spiritual hunger in us. For the places in our own souls where our hunger has become dulled, grant us the desire to desire more of you. And as we do, may we feast fully at the table of grace, satisfy our souls as with the richest of foods. And because we were never meant to be satisfied for our sakes alone, with the life you produce in us, Jesus, be a taste of living water to those around us, bringing those we're called to love and serve into a fresh encounter with you. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift of this time together. We give it to you as a Lenten offering, a gift of ourselves. We thank you for being with us, for speaking to our hearts, strengthening our faith, and reminding us that we are not alone in this journey. You have led us here in grace. We ask that the transformation begun in us will continue. Amen.